The following audio drama is rated R for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. Hi there. This is Anthony Botello from The Wrong Station, where I am a co-producer and writer, as well as the series' principal performer. The Wrong Station is a Canadian horror anthology series, inspired by such classic radio shows as Lights Out and Quiet Please. The format for most of our episodes sees you, the listener, being told the story directly, as though you were sitting in a room with the narrator. Very frequently, an unreliable one. As a quick sample, I've included a short clip from our Season 4 episode, Blood in the Golden Aspens, in which, um... Well, I'll just let it speak for itself. Hope you enjoy, and, if you do, search us up and listen to the rest. And see what happens. It was after dinner, and I went out for a walk in the pale autumn woods where my grandfather had disappeared seven years earlier. Oh, it's not as spooky as it sounds. Old people who live alone in the woods up here just disappear sometimes. It's not so hard to see why. You walk ten minutes out into those trees and you might never find your way back. You take a little fall and the three high school dropouts in the local PD won't ever find you. Odds are they'll barely try. Still, it's the sort of thing that makes you climb out of bed and get a glass of water if you think about it too much at night. Even with the old man gone, Aspen Cottage still felt like his place, and sometimes I just needed to get away from it. I think most of us, his descendants, felt uncomfortable with his memory, and that's why we'd put off the will reading all day, and the evening before. It was like the cottage had been a part of him, and the will was another part of him, and bringing the two together would trigger some kind of alchemical reaction and there'd be a plume of smoke, and there he'd be, curled up naked in the middle of the living room floor, alive again and as mean as ever. Not, uh, <laughs> not that he was necessarily dead. Just legally. Glancing back, as he might have done seven autumns earlier, I could only see trees and trees and trees interleaved. Aspen Cottage was swallowed up by the Aspens. I turned back to the path, and the way ahead was identical to the one that lay behind it. It was almost as if the woods wanted you to disappear. Aspen Cottage was unimaginatively named. It stood in the middle of a quaking aspen forest, and it was built out of that light silvery wood. Fire-resistant. In case the grits ever resort to arson, my grandfather used to say. He had been a lifelong Tory financier. For that same reason, the name was also inaccurate. The building had lost any right to be called a cottage, somewhere between the fourth bedroom and sixth bedroom. Its floor plan had bloated along with the family fortunes, though as long as I could remember, the old man had lived there alone. It was twilight now, and the sky beyond the golden aspen leaves was yellow gold. A soft wind was blowing as I came to a hilltop overlooking the cottage and its little sliver of dark lake, and the woods around me were filled with a whisper of foliage. I'd been hoping the walk would improve my mood. It hadn't. As a child, I'd loved this forest, maybe because it was where I went to get away from the cottage and the dark, brooding pressure of my grandfather's presence. But something had changed. Maybe it was just me, but the woods no longer seemed like a place of reprieve. I felt that I was being... 
not watched, per se, but noticed, and that it wasn't a friendly kind of noticing.' 